All right, so we have someone that chooses not to be named here. Uh, we've, I guess in terms of the nature of our relationship here, is that we've known each other for quite a number of years in terms of doing certain projects together, um, going to similar institutions, educational institutions together. Um, and I guess we just caught up and now we're just gonna talk about life. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, man, no worries. I'm sorry it's super late, bro. It's 7.24. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know, I was just in New York. It's a little bit dead like three hours ahead. That's all good. So what'd you do there, man? You know, just a typical tourist kind of thing. Go to Broadway. I gotta say, if you want the best, <clears throat> losing my voice there. <laughs> Hopefully you can probably add that yeah. up. No, man. Nah, <laughs> just keep it clean. <laughs> Be yeah. good, bro. Yeah, okay, what's up? Yeah, so pretty much if you want to catch up, like, one of the best uh, Broadway musical and highly Canadian, definitely uh, check out Come From Away. Okay. Yeah, talks about the 9-11 uh, story in which um, you got a town out in Gander. So during that time, you got, like, a bunch of planes that were not allowed to be in air and were not allowed to go to the U.S. And pretty much, like, one of, one of the planes were to go to Gander, Newfoundland which you know it really does show our Canadian value took those people in they were stuck there for like a few hours but they learned our Canadian way really so basically an assimilation to the Canadian culture was that kind of what they're getting at or no no it's more of um you know just our hospitality our welcoming you got like a bunch of uh, Canadian jokes too so if you're into like stereotypes and all that it's hilarious man like with saying sorry for everything being super nice living in igloos that yeah. type of shit? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's more on, like, um, you know, how friendly we are, how open-door we are. Got a guy, pretty much, who was, a, you know, he was a New Yorker. He was pretty much uh, pretty secure about himself. He was scared of losing his wallet and all that. And we came in, like, yo, uh, pretty much, like, everyone was so friendly to him. You know, pretty much, like, took him in. And it's just, like, so different. Everything's an open door. One of the jokes was, um, you know, why can't, um, why, why can't Canadians, you know, tell a knock-knock joke? Because uh, after you say knock-knock, instead of uh, asking who's there, you pronounce say, you know, come in, the door is open. So, so it's basically mo- like kind of taking a gander at our uh, open-door policy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in fact, we choose, except a lot of immigrants, I'm assuming, it's, that's kind of where the underlying joke is, or is that just kind of digging in too deep? Yeah, no, it's... Um, well, nothing to do with that. It's more just like, you know, Canadians in general. Yeah? Yeah. But have you noticed that, like, Canadians are different in Toronto than they are in Vancouver or even in... Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, I lived in Toronto for four months for a semester. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, like, something I did notice we're here in Vancouver, even though we're pretty friendly, um, there you could really talk to anyone. Really? So you can just go up to some random, like, person on the street or even to someone at a bar and just say, hi, what's up? Yeah, I mean, like, um, an example for that is actually more like coffee shops, right? Here, people's are, you know, people are minding their own business. They want to do their own thing. There, you could start you could start a conversation with literally anyone. Really? Yeah. And what do you think that is, though? Like, why are people so clicky in Vancouver? Is it just status? Is it just the fact that people don't want to talk? Well, it's like, uh, I think it's just Western culture in general. Yeah, you think? Yeah, it's, um, we have, uh, I guess, yeah, people are just more closed mind they, they're they got their own thing well there's just more socialized because i guess that's just you know the way the way it is you think yeah funny enough because like uh, i was at a buddy's place and they're all from toronto and uh they're all pretty drunk so obviously the truth comes out yeah and they're just like bro why do you look why do you have fun looking at rocks and shit like what are you driving an hour away to look at waterfalls and stuff 
Like, what's so fun about like hiking up a rock, getting tired, and seeing a waterfall? But my question to that was like, what's so fun about walking in minus thirty degree weather and going to a bar and getting fucked up, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of perspective, I think, <laughs> in terms of what people have, you know, find fun. It's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. I mean, it depends, you know, because like for that, it's like you had so much to drink that you think rocks are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess so, man. It's a fucking rock, <laughs> dude. But the rocks are so fucking cool, man. Like you drive an hour up, you work your you work your ass up, you see this view, and you're like, wow, goddamn it, I live yeah, here. You look at it, you know, this is nice. Five seconds later, it's a fucking rock, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh my, yeah, honestly, man. Like I went to Toronto after at one point, and all, the first thing that hit me was the lack of nature. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, it's there's a no mountains, dude. It's a concrete jun- jungle. Like I know there's no grass on the sidewalk, and there's no trees on the side. Yeah. Kind of scared me for a second, man. <laughs> yeah, we're so used to like pretty much everything hills, pretty much everything nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and when you take it away, oh my god, it's just it's different. It's really different. Yeah, it's just a flat city. Like, what the fuck? It's a flat city. Like I can't even imagine walking in minus because I went there during the summer. Yeah, I can't imagine walking in minus twenty. Oh yeah, no, dude, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like uh, pretty much, um, yeah, all I did in Toronto was just like walk around. I lost so much weight there. Oh yeah, yeah. So how'd you get around in minus tw- like thirty then or minus twenty? Did you just Uber I was there? there? I was in there summer. Oh, so I didn't okay. actually go there in the winter. No. You softy man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Appar- apparently though, like uh, my buddy who lives in Toronto right now, it's minus twenty. He'd either just take Ubers or walk down through the heated heated tunnels. Yeah, because it's just it's so bad out there. Dude, spending so much money on Uber. No, but the thing is, like, you also make a bit more in Toronto, apparently, right? Yeah, but living costs also, man, it's just taking a hit. Dude, just in general, in Canada, mm-hmm. I mean, we're in a generation where uh, it's no longer that easy. We can't save up for, like, a house or something. we got to probably rent for the rest of our lives unless you have some kind of side hustle that, you know, will go big someday. Or if you live at home. Yeah, live at home, save up. Yeah. You know, that's what... <laughs> we're both doing right now yeah i mean funny enough man people always made fun of me i don't know about your experience but people always made fun of me living at home like yo man you're 24 you're 23 man like you should uh you should have your own independence you should move out but my answer is your ass is broke though like 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 how much music is speaking like how much are you like saving for anything right you're living paycheck to paycheck yeah no for sure like i was talking to this other guy who's a bit older than i am and he even told me he'd rather just move back home yeah right yeah I don't know, man. I think it's just a difference in perspective of what you want. No, but I kind of agree in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, um, you know, we're both 24, so it's still okay yeah. to live at home and save up a bit. Uh, I mean, by, by the time you're, like, 27, 28, you kind of feel like, shit, you're turning 30 soon, right? You gotta, you still live at home, Yeah, it just feels terrible. And probably your parents just want you out, too. It depends, though. I mean, because, like, uh, it was, I think it depends culturally as well, because even a lot of Filipino families don't want their kids to move out just yet. Mm. It's almost like a cultural thing where they take you for, for they take care of you for about twenty five years of your life and their response is reciprocated back to them. Yeah. So I think if it's that way where you're spending most of your income on taking care of them, then that's totally fine, which yeah. is kind of the situation which I'm going through. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's I, I think moving out for the sake of moving out, uh, I think you'd be wise about that decision. Like how much are you willing to spend this amount of money every single month? Yeah, for sure. To have that bit of independence, right? I, I think it's just a sacrifice the other way. Yeah, no, I was, you know, I was thinking about that too. Oh yeah. Like looking at the different expense and how much I spend. Like I pretty much save nothing if I mm-hmm. were to go. Like maybe, you know, save a couple hundred per month. But you know, how long can that be? Yeah. Like if you think about it, if I were to like move to Southeast Asia, I could definitely be living a lot more. But obviously, my paycheck gets cut in half by you know become um, a salary man. 
like I am now. So, <laughs> <laughs> salary dad, man. Yeah, living a paycheck to paycheck. That's like, you know what? Job stands for fucking j- just over broke, and that's what we're doing. Dude, yeah. man, I mean, that's that's the majority of the world though, because uh, they're they're just saying that not everyone can be an entrepreneur. Everyone has to. Be, someone has to be a janitor. Someone has to be someone that cleans the toilets. Yeah, but do you want to be the guy cleaning the toilets and all? And that? I think that's what people forget, though, right? Because we live in a society where we can control our opportunity. Yeah. You know, there's an old saying uh, where we have equality of opportunity but not equality of outcome. But it depends on the person too. I mean, we're both young. We have pretty well off, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. parents and all that. And we grow up pretty well, right? So it's just like we have more, obviously more opportunities than a lot of people, which of definitely got to be grateful for. A hundred percent. But it's also, I think it's also a matter of choice with a lot of people too. Yeah. Like you and I both know certain people in our lives that choose not to do anything. For sure. Like they choose to have all, like they have, it's what pisses me off, man. They have all this network. They have all this ability to do anything, yet they choose not to do anything because there's just, just, there's no drive for them. It pisses me off, man. Yeah. It's like, why are you so fucking lazy? But think about it. It's like, it's more like, um, you, it could be the situation where you have everything already. So like, what's the use of, you know, doing more? True. I guess. I guess. Honestly, if you grew, if you grew up in a in a position where you never seen struggle, then what's the point? Or right? you don't know what that you don't know what that what that other side looks like. Yeah, that's the one side of the spectrum. The other side is if you, um, if you if you just don't want to grow up. I mean, you're living in a pretty good life, and next thing you know, that you know that pleasure is gone. Yeah. The way of lifestyle. Now you just gotta depend on your own. Gotta work. work actually, change your lifestyle completely. Right. It's a pretty big shock, and a lot of people are afraid. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck wants to be broke of something? Wants to go zero to hero right away, right? Yeah. Or hero to zero. It, it, it's just making sense. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other part, too. Our generation is one of those ones where um, we pretty much think we're out something to the world. What do you explain that? It's like um, pretty much uh, we want things fast. We want things. We don't, like, work hard as much. We don't. We aren't as patient. Oh, yeah. Something, something that um, I realized that. Particularly, I, I would say I fall into that sometimes too. You know, I, I'm not the most patient kind of guy. You know, I want results. You know, I want X amount of savings uh, right away, you know. And then after that, you know, it just pisses me off. But then again, I realized that when you're looking at other people's story, you know, these people work years and years before they actually get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the result comes way after. But then again, you see the Mark Zuckerbergs in the world. You know, you're comparing yourself to them. Mark Zuckerberg, he was, you know, a millionaire before he was like 20, un, he was 23. He was like 23, right? 23. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah. we were like way behind. Then you got, um, then, yeah, he becomes a billionaire at age 30 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got people like Kylie Jenner, who's fucking the billionaire, the youngest billionaire. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, I think it comes to a point where social media is really, it's, it's, a, it's a big comparison culture, to be honest, because we see these people who are, Successful, you know, Kylie Jenner, who's who's a, one of the youngest, if not the youngest billionaire. You got youngest Mark Zuckerberg, who's that? Who's a, he went to Harvard, right? Yeah, but so, he so, dropped up. Exactly, but he just, but the fact that he got accepted to Harvard means something else. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, no, I think we, we ain't no Harvard. No, we, we ain't no Harvard, dude. We, we grew up. We went to a fucking. Actually, no, I I don't regret this, but we went to a school that's nearer to our place. Yeah, we went to a school nearer to our place for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Saving a lot of money, and honestly. You know, we're getting the same education. It's just more like the connections. But then again, you'd be X amount in debt. And 
Exactly. Everything is a trade-off, though, man. Yeah. Funny enough, I, even in high school, because I, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but we went through the same uh, type of education even from the ages of 13 to 18, where uh, there's a big emphasis on going to this prestigious school, you know, going to McGill, going... I mean, that's actually something I do want to yeah. probably talk to you about and yeah. and probably hear your opinion on. Good. You know, something that always bothers me, and I realize, you know, when you go to university... Um, I guess something to reveal is we both went to private school. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, you know, our parents had to spend, you know, th- thousands of dollars every year to pretty much put us in school, wear those funky uniforms. You know, it was nice. But then again, you're going to the same goal, right? We all ended up going to a local university that literally, if you were to go to a public school, your parents don't have to pay shit. You don't have to pay uniform. And pretty much, like, you end up in the same place. You'd be so much better off. I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing, though. Like, um, was it better for us to, you know, stay in that private school or would it, would we have been better off, you know, just like being a regular, you know, kind of, you know, individual and just like go through public school system? I think it depends on which school you go to, because if you go to like a shitty like school where there's a low uh, acceptance rate for your post-secondary, then I think that could play an issue. But it's just a, it's just a matter of playing your cards and doing some research of which school you want to go to. But honestly, it's not that difficult. Like honestly, the worst case is probably just getting accepted to like arts. I think it's not that difficult in comparison between you and I because we've had a different type of education as opposed to someone else who hasn't had that. Yeah. I think it's all a matter of perspective, but you know I'm gonna fucking say it. We went to an all boys school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that hindered a lot of our development. Yeah. Because between the ages of, are you fucking joking me? Between the ages of thirteen to eighteen, you're gonna restrict that, that connection, that that, that those social skills to talk to the, to talk to girls. Like, are you? I, I, like what? <laughs> and yeah, it's just, I think in some ways it, it hinders us more than anything else. Like, cool, you know, we paid a lot of money for this education, and that's great that we have that. But as I, I think as you grow up, we're there's a lot of soft skills that we're missing, even entering university. For sure. Like yeah. uh, honestly, it it was. A uh, difficult transition for me from yeah. going from high school to university, where you know I got I got overwhelmed. Like I I didn't know how to really speak with girls in my first year, and you know I didn't really have that much friends who were girls. It was obviously went to an all all guys school, all dudes. Yeah, it, it's and we didn't really care about like anything. No, of course <laughs> like, the physical hygiene, obviously those st- that stuff isn't as big as a deal because we were surrounded by the same sex. Yeah. No one gives a shit about no, that. No one gives a shit, man. Like, even, I think, retrospect looking back, it's like, holy fuck, this is, this is, <laughs> no. Like, I would not send my kids to an all-boys school going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, like, there's so much things that we were missing. Like, honestly, we went to school where it was emphasis on the science, on, like, the chemistry, the physics, and all that. You know, I, I tried that thing. Obviously, being, you know, being in a school where you're a private school, you want to try to become that, maximize, you know, be that doctor, be that engineer. But who am I kidding? It's like, yo, that's that ain't my um, where well, that's that's not my strength. It comes to the question: Is are you doing it for you or are you doing it for someone else? Yeah, that that part too. I mean, that that part, it's more like, yeah, it could be for you know, for, for um, making my parents happy. But the, at the end of the day, too, it's you know, if I see myself doctor, you know, it's, that's. The salary is fucking huge, man. Yeah. I mean, you'd be set for life. I mean, you'd be working your ass off and pretty much going to school for, like, over, like, a decade extra. But, you know, the payoff is worth it for, you know, if you've reached that point and if you actually do succeed. Like, you want to, I mean, you live what, you live yourself 
So you live once, right? Yeah. You want to maximize your thing, and I guess it depends on the person. I'm a pretty ambitious guy. Yeah. Obviously, um, I didn't do too well in, in that, and being in a private school itself, there are all limitations in terms of the programs. I mean, you know, I mentored actually high school kids uh, in a public school, and pretty much uh, they were telling me about the programs they were in. You know, they had like a marketing club, they had accounting club, all these like business things. Damn. That pretty much like, <laughs> like where where was that when I was in high school? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it could have been like much better off. You know, I fucked up my first year. Oh yeah, dude. I think we all fucked up our first year. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot different if you know I was some sort somewhat prepared for it. Dude, yeah, we got fucked in our first year. Like I remember my first semester, I took this like, course called micro. Uh, macro econ where my first exam ever was I st- and I studied the night before my, my midterm because I didn't know any better yeah I think I got 33% on my midterm but the average was like 54% yeah so there was those so like fucking oh, curve dude yeah because if you don't know people who don't know this uh, it's rated on weighted on an average so if you get the average mark say 54% as what we said before that would be a B minus to a B yeah so depending on how far you're along between that average that's the grade you're gonna get so clearly I was pretty off the average I was pretty low so yeah. that, that either would be a D or C minus. I'm pretty sure that was a D. Yeah, but you passed. Yeah, I ended up passing. With, funny enough, I actually passed with a B minus. I actually worked my ass off between the midterm and the final, and I, I got a pretty decent mark. But I didn't. I uh, was almost above academic probation at that point because mm. I wasn't prepared for university. I wasn't mentally prepared for that. Yeah. That type of course. Different. It, it's it's really different, man. And honestly, come in, I came in with a pretty shitty mindset because. I don't know, I think I told you this before, but uh, a month before even graduating high school, I actually got rejected from, from the business school, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, I, I fucked around too much. I uh, Senior writers hit, and I just didn't get in. Yeah. So I got into econ, which was like, okay, this isn't even what I wanted to do to begin with. I actually want to go to this. Yeah. So imagine spending five and a half years doing stuff you don't want to do to get a degree which you're not even going to use. Yeah, I know. It's like, and that's the majority of people. Yeah. Like, uh pretty sure everyone in you know in arts even in sciences you know they're not going to use their degree no like i could i have so many we both have so many friends that are in that situation oh yeah yeah but then again like in this day and age your degree only really matters in the beginning and like if you're getting your entry-level job but at the end of the day it's really doesn't really matter anymore not anymore i mean it's it's only there i think it's a screening mechanism to determine characteristics of people yeah. Um, because if someone were to have a degree, I don't know if you agree with this, but if someone has a degree, that means someone's able to put up with a bunch of bullshit for quite a number of years. Yeah, but it you're shows also themselves. wasting like four years of your life. True. You could have gone to a two-year uh, practical school and, and, get, and get that instead. Yeah, get more experience. You By the time that you pretty much um, you catch up with the people in your fourth year, if you took a two-year degree, you might end up be, becoming their manager. Dude, Think fuck. about it. Yo, my God. I, yeah, that's crazy because you could because experience is much more valuable than what you get on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm looking at it from both ways, from both the working perspective, being a manager, and the other part is the entrepreneur perspective. That's two years of your life that you could have started, ran a business, failed like a bunch of times, and you know, in your last year, you actually ended up succeeding somehow. Yeah, but I mean, entrepreneurship is also very, you know, hit or miss as well. Because for every one person that succeeds, there's probably seven people that work at P.F. Chang's. Oh, yeah, I know, for sure. Yeah, which, um, it's, it's an unfortunate case, but that, that's the way of capitalism, right? It's Yeah, it's a hit or miss. It's um, mm-hmm. pretty much, you won't get it the first time unless you have, like, you're being mentored by someone who actually, who actually literally holds your hand in terms of, you know, 
building that business. Yeah, or if you're a unicorn, like you know those rare occasions. Still yeah, you got you got like tons of these talented you know developers who actually build something that people will actually use and actually it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get you get, you get those people and you get the timing right and all that. But obviously, that is a rare case and all together. That's why they're called unicorns. Yeah, because they're just fucking rare as shit. Yeah, they're rare. You yeah, know. yeah. Funny enough, even even uh, going to university, we both kind of went through the same thing where we actually both started tech businesses, I think, once yeah. or twice. And um, even going through that, it wasn't it, even it, this isn't, isn't even something I wanted to do to begin with. It was just kind of a program that was interesting to, at the time, but. I think I kind of made you do it. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. I, but, you know, honestly, thank God you did because I learned a lot. Yeah. It was more or less I learned obviously basic uh, business uh, strategies, you know, thing, what to do, what not to do in pitches and stuff like that, which is great. But it, it, a lot of it was also a lot of self-discovery because at the end of the day, as much as I like to watch tech, I don't think I, I don't think I would fit in. No. No. That's fair enough. Yeah. It isn't for everybody. It isn't for everyone. And I think even discovering, you know, what you're what you like to do and what you don't like to do is a, is a big thing. Yeah. Because if, I don't know if you notice this, but people do a lot of shit that they that they're not passionate about, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's like pretty normal, in just in terms of like self development, especially at this age. Yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. How how do you find it? How do you feel about your tech thing, your tech journey? You know, I'm I'm in a good position right now, where you know I failed in a bunch of tech startup. I got I got mentored. I got I learned a lot. I met you know many cool people. I've seen like a lot of my friends who actually did end up succeeding, which is good. You know, good for them. Learning, um, I learned a lot from the experience, and you know, maybe I'll learn from them too later in the future. But you know, I found a job in uh, the tech industry itself. Now I'm just learning the ropes itself. Where my tech company, um, they got they're above past the, the startup point where, you know, they got pretty good funding, and now they're going to the next level of trying to get to that scale so they could have a good buyout, right? Okay, so looking to buyout at the end of the day. Well, all, all tech companies are either going to public, um, you know, on the stock exchange, or they're gonna get bought out strategically by some sort of um, competitor or potential partner. At the end of the day, I mean, you you build companies, um, you could yeah, you could either build like a family-owned company in which um, not it's not really family, but it's more like you reach a certain age uh, in the company and you don't want to grow anymore, but you get paid out every single time so it's a nice like income that's called you know a family a family style business but then you go to the different perspective where you get um your objective is to build the company as fast as possible and then sell it that that those are the two different kind of companies and that's that's the company i'm in right now in which i'm actually learning a lot because there's like you know there's so many fuck-ups in these tech companies there will always be something that goes wrong Oh really? You know, it's chaotic. I mean, if you don't like something, if you don't like instability and like uh, constantly, you know, getting hounded by customers and all that, <laughs> definitely not not for you. But you know, for me, I, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, because you've been in that. You've been in that kind of the whole startup world where you have to do everything at once. You got to wear multiple hats. Exactly. Everything is due at the same time. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is that instead of I'm actually getting paid for it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so no equity, no none of that. I mean, dude, like um, employees, they you know earn equity and all that. You know, over time, but obviously you don't get as big of a chunk as founders. You get you know just a little bit of the sprinkle, you know, on that like cake. Of course. Just not not all the sprinkles, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little of that sprinkle. Yeah. Yo, do you think all, like younger people should work in startups though, or do you think that they that 
people should work in bigger companies. All depends on you, but um, honestly, my advice for that, um, especially when you're young, you don't have family, you got nothing to really take care of. You know, go work for a startup. You'll, you'll, for some startups, you'll get paid a lot more. Um, you are definitely taking a lot more risks, but and in terms of job stability, I mean, you get fired at any point. Companies are under you, bro. All right, there you go. Yeah, you you could pretty much um, lose your job the next day and be unemployed but you know you go on the next tech company had a couple of friends actually they um instead of starting their own tech company they just go hop around in different tech companies and they pretty much hop around after a tech their tech company gets acquired and they accumulate shares so meaning that they pretty much um help build the company they get some some shares of it and they get paid out after it's been bought and then they just move on to the next tech company and repeat, rinse and repeat. And that's how they make their, you know, that's how they make their um, wealth. Really? That so really? That's a thing, hey? Yeah, it's a thing. It's common. It's a common thing. Yep. I mean, instead of you spending your own um, money in your own startup, you got other people who, you know, want to hire you because you have that experience. Oh. And you're still building, like, um, you're still building the company. Still so doing, yeah. essentially, at that point, they're they're looking they're basically paying you based on experience, not based telling they're. That's the biggest selling point up for those type of people is hiring based on experience. Is yeah, that what you're saying it's definitely for any kind of job. It's definitely experience. Now, is that bigger in Asia or is that just? It's actually bigger here. It's a pretty big uh, tech scene. Like everybody knows each other in the in, in the tech scene. It's pretty small. Really. Yeah, but that's like what a lot of people do here. Hmm. They just hop around, eh? Yeah, they hop around. They work at it. You know, if they get lucky, they get bought out, they move on to the next one. But why tech, man? Why tech for you, though? I mean, tech is something that, that I definitely am passionate about. And it's something that I, I follow all the time. Because you, you went from science to business, right? Or did you just go from straight to business? No, I went from uh, business. But, yeah, my, my first company was in science. It was in, this more in the medical science field. But I realized that shit is hard, man. It's like, you know, getting, you know, the FDA... All everyone got got pretty much got their PhD, and you know I was the only guy who pretty much just graduated out of university, undergraduate, and you know no no investors gonna invest the big ass money on like students who just like just uh, does that when everybody else you know they studied their their whole life got their PhD and are actually experts in that area. I mean good for them for dedicating their life for that, but for me, you know I I want something that's more volatile and something that it's like quicker I, mean, I guess that's part of being the millennial yeah the millennial right kind of expectation you know yeah you want you want something now but you're not willing. yeah but that whole instant gratification culture yeah it's fucking it's fucking huge man like bro i can look up something on google and find it in five seconds yeah if i don't find it in like the first or, two, or second google search you kind of get pissed off right you're like where the fuck is this thing exactly yeah it's, it's crazy man because we have everything at the tip of, at the tip of our fingers yeah. Yeah. If something poses a bit of struggle, which most things in life which are good are, then you just get so impatient about it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's crazy, man. It's. Yeah. I, th- I think this is why a lot of kids even drop out of school because, as much as we bash school, I think I think it's still beneficial to go. Yeah, and I mean it's good for just the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at a certain point, you want to realize, you know, it's what you're learning really useful. I don't know, man. That's the thing, man. Because I feel like most people just nowadays just care for the piece of paper that you have. Like, you can have a fucking communications degree or not the bachelor's degrees or a psych degree, and you can probably still get a job in, in a bank or something. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. But now looking at it for more of, like, the tech scene, 
uh, you could go for a four-year degree for a comp sci. Yeah. Right. That's what a lot of people do, but there's that alternative for people who just want to switch careers and want to learn instead of dedicating four years of their life. They go to these uh, coding boot, boot camps. We have like three coding boot camps here in Vancouver. It's like six weeks long, right? Yeah, six weeks. It's uh, pretty six to nine nine weeks. So mm -hmm. it's like uh, pretty much just around two to three months. Okay. Yeah. So why do people not opt into coding boot camps? Why do people still go with a four to five year degree? Day. Oh, okay. Weekends. So, okay. So it is uh, rigorous, but that's the point of boot camp, right? It's for you to transition as quickly as possible. And that's the thing too, like um, for for me, like I value time a lot, right? Um, you know, I, ha I, I hate mentioning this, but I think it's probably a good thing to prove my point. You know, university, how long do people typically take in terms of finishing their university degree? Like maybe four years, five years, six years. And I figured that it's like, you know, it's kind of a waste of time, for, you know, just putting too much effort into that. What? I, I, I pretty much optimizes all for yeah pretty much um, yeah for me I optimized my schedule in university to graduate within three years part of it is because I didn't want to spend too much time just like uh, studying for the same thing when I realized I could optimize my time and just like get it over with my GPA don't doesn't really matter and it's uh, instead of me spending an extra year I pretty much you know get it over with that's a year that I save and you know I find it a waste. I know it's you know it's good for personal development to find yourself in university and all that, but you're spending six years on undergrad. It's you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I know where you're coming from, man, because it's six long years, man. But I, I think if you optimize those six years, for example, if you work in between those years or if you develop actual skills in those six years, I think those are useful. But the, I know people who just take six years because they want to take six years. Yeah. Like, are you fucking joking, man? You can take one or two courses a semester and not work. Yeah. Just because you want to take a break. See, this is what I don't. This is what this is what pisses me off about people is that sometimes they're just lazy as shit. I don't. I mean, I get it. If you, um, you know, you need that part-time job to get earned that income to pretty much pay for university and all that. That makes sense. But if you're not working, that's the thing. Like you and I both know someone that doesn't work and took years. Yeah. yeah. We, we 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 both know people. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. I mean. And I think even growing up too, man, you can, you also kind of realize that your association is also just as important. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like you definitely want to surround yourself with people who you think you want to be with and pretty much, you know, who you want to actually become. So tell me about that then, because obviously we both kind of, we both went to the same high school and I think we, a lot of us had very different friends. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even then we were actually, even at the age of 18, we were actually in very different social circles. Yeah. For some reason we kind of got together. Um, yeah, I mean, just tell me about like how the fuck you kind of just switched around your friends or... Yeah, pretty much uh, in university, um, you know, because I wanted to go as quick as possible. A lot of my friends were a lot older than me. You know, they spent their time in university, but they also finally reached to a point where they wanted to reach their goal. Right. For me, I joined pretty much an entrepreneurship program in which a lot of people had the same mindset. And, you know, I felt at home with that. And that's where I really surround myself with. Partly is because you know I took so many classes and pretty much those were kind of my only friends. Mm -hmm. But um, it was the right kind of friend because they wanted to reach a similar goal as yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And like going forward from that, um, now nowadays I usually just hang out with coworkers or typically you know friends who I you know want to catch up with. And 
friends who just like have the same mentality as me. I mean, at the end of the day, you want to have friends who definitely have that same mentality and you want to have friends who you just want to hang out and have fun with. I mean, honestly, you want to have, I hate, you know, work-life balance because it just doesn't exist, but you need some form of that. Yeah, because so as an entrepreneur, man, like you, like you shouldn't believe in that anyways because isn't your work your life at that point? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's like... You got to grind that shit out, man. Yeah, you got to grind that stuff out. That's really all you think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur right now. I mean, I'm working in a tech company, mm-hmm. but pretty much still having that same mindset. Mm-hmm. But uh, for sure, it's uh, something that stays with you and you got, you got no time. I mean, you know, it's nice to have fun um, here and there, but if you think about it, it's just like too much time yeah, waste that could have been like elsewhere, right? I guess so, man. Like, I think even from my experience, and this is coming from also my best friend, we've both been through the same thing. I think a lot of people have gone through the same thing where when you, when you grow, when you grow up, man, you like, you realize that there's certain things that you like and there's certain things that you don't like. And over the t- over time, you realize that there's people that just put you down all the time, or yeah. even there's people that just don't let you progress because they just do stupid shit. Yeah. That lets you fucking hinder, like, you know, what you could do. I think at the end of the day, it kind of came to me realizing, like, the people I hung out with, man, I'm just, I just became sick of it. I became tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of fucking, you know, smoking weed at night <laughs> before going to work. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I'm tired of doing stupid shit all the time, right? And, and it's also meaningless stuff, too, which kind of just pissed me off. It's like, why, why am I doing this? Hmm. Like, 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 why did my parents sacrifice so much shit for me to just smoke weed, fuck around and do all this stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, buddy, I'm going to school. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make a man out of myself here, right? <laughs> but at the same time, mostly hanging out with a bunch, with people that just aren't in that same boat. So why am I giving the time of day for me to influence what I'm going to do? I, like for me, it was one of the toughest pills to swallow, which was, I just realized, and this was over years, was like, oh my God, maybe I don't, maybe this isn't worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely you don't want to spend too much time away in which, you know, that that hinders you from doing what you want. And But the other part, too, is like you, like I still mentioned about the work-life balance thing. You want to have friends in which, you know, you want to have fun with, too, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying to completely cut off your, you know, your, your friends with that. You, you need, um, it's, it's good to have, like, different types. Because, like, when you're talking with your friends, I, I'm not going to talk about, like, business stuff and except all that. Me, except when you yeah, talk except, to me. Except for you. That's, like, a different scenario. <laughs> we talk about a lot of shit, too. Uh, other things, but, Oh, like, my yeah. God. Yeah, if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think, at the end of the day, you know, talking about the same thing just gets boring. Yeah. And, you know, we're all human. Oh, yeah. Gotta, like, you know, spice up your life here with, with different topics. I, I get where you're coming from, man, but I think uh, what I also learned is that there's people who can have fun but not pressure you to do stupid shit. Yeah, no, it's like if, if, you're, if you're becoming like a more toxic and kind of yeah. friendship, then yeah, no, it's like abusing you and all that. You know, yeah, fuck that shit, right? Like, there the are people who can have fun, but there are people who you can just also mesh with as well. Yeah. Like, um, like I'm not going to hang out with someone that pressures someone to drink past a drinking point, right? Because there's no fun in that at that point. Yeah. yeah like, you, you, get, you get so fucked up that, you, that it hurts to puke. Oh, yeah. It's like, nah, man. I mean, I fuck, I, I'm, okay, I'm guilty of this shit too, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I still remember you for your fresh air, like, dude. Oh my god, yeah. yeah so, like so yeah. Oh my god. So we had this one guy who had his birthday party, right? And he's not a very big drinker, but I, I think I gave him a couple shots, which are, I knew were fucking like, we were, we were mixing in alcohol at that point. So he was crossfading. Yeah. 
And I think it took, I think it put him over the edge, got a peer pressure him into doing this stuff. And the guy just like sucked it and just like continues to drink, like holy shit. Yeah, it's like, yo, and you, everywhere. Yo, we didn't want to leave the club. <laughs> like, <laughs> funny enough, I talk about the people that I don't want to hang out with. Yeah, I was that one person. Yeah. It's yeah, it's that self-realization that holy shit, I was an asshole. Yeah. I was I a mean, dick. I was a dick. Part of it's just like you end up becoming that person. You right? do. You you know that saying, man. That like you're the average of the five people you hang around, hang around with. Yeah. I became such a fucking dick, man. Be <laughs> <laughs> such an asshole, man. What the fuck? Yeah, man. I don't know if you, yeah you knew me in university. It was kind of a kind of an asshole, but yeah, but you were here and there. I was here and there, man. I was yeah. here and there. Yeah. Depends on the time of day. It depends on the occasion too. <laughs> it depends on who you were hanging out with that time too. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a big, big thing. Dude, it is, man. Cause like. Yeah, when you hang around with certain people, man, like, they just, they empower you to do some stupid shit. Yeah. Like, y- like for example, if you're scared to hit on this girl, like, because you're with certain other people, then that's fine. But if you're with your boys and they just egg you on. Oh, man. It's like, yo, you come on, you fucking pussy, and you got, like, a bunch of, you got, like, a bit of alcohol on you. Yeah. Just goes, you know, it just goes wild, then. I just gotta go. It's your bros. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, don't be a pussy. I'm like, fuck, fine. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna conform to this shit. And just hit up this girl. It usually doesn't go well, though, but... <laughs> yeah, we know. We all know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. You're super aggressive. No space, man. You're giving no space to that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, but... Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but honestly, man, like... Um, it's, it's, it's strange uh, how many people drop out of school, though. Like, we came to a school where a lot of... Everyone had the, almost this crazy ambition to go to post-secondary to get this degree to get the science degree to get this doctor's degree yet so a lot of them dropped out in the first year second year first i mean semester. it's kind of like uh we went to private school but not like that prestigious you know not not too prestigious and all that but then again it's like you you, you got like tons of investment already pouring into you right Dude, my parents paid more for fucking high school than i did for university yeah how fucked is that yeah no, it's pretty fucked that's fucked with yeah and like uh, no, no offense, but the quality of education that we got out there wasn't necessarily the best. <laughs> well, it depends where you were. For us, specifically, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, Especially um, with the amount of money we paid. Are you, are you, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Yeah, like nuts. it's more for the environment. I mean, you know, we had pretty good friends here and there. Like you can't, you can't really deny that. Mm-hmm. And the environment was good, you know. But then again, like the at the end of the day, if you're comparing it to what's out there that is completely free, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not, not worth the ROI, as some would say, man. Yeah, the ROI, there, there was barely any returns, you know. I mean, if you were to, you know, the kids that went to, like, U.S. schools, that went to, like, um, you know, oh, to Eastern. Ireland. Yeah, exactly, Ireland. You go to, like, fucking, fucking med school. Dude, fucking surgeon school, man. Yeah. Like, like, you see these guys who go to surgeon schools that you look at guys like us who go to local universities, and yeah. it's like... It come, I think it also comes down to this comparison culture. No, but then again, they become back here. Like, all the employers, they pretty much want to hire, like, the people who are local. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, um, that's, that's the pattern. Like, everyone's, like, either from the same university or rival university within the same um, the same place. And pretty much it's, you know, it's just hiring friends of friends here and there. Yeah, because it's, it's, about, it's about your network, right? You know, your network makes your net worth or some shit like that. Yeah. Which is, I think, arguably why you'd want to go to Harvard is because you, that's where you've developed that network. Yeah. But the other part, too, is just, like, going back to your initial point of, like, leaving your house and all that. I mean, maybe Ooh, for... Tie it back. Yeah, tie it back, you know, because this... Uh, if you think about it, uh, for Vancouver, uh, where we are, pretty much it's, like, yeah, it's your, it's an expensive city. Canada itself pretty expensive. 
But if you're just staying in one place, in which you know your parents' house is just like a few blocks away, it's got to know you. So I mean, they probably visit you and like appear out of nowhere too in your house. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Let's be honest, that that will Dude, probably happen all the time, man. Just yeah, no privacy in this, in this house, but. Exactly. You know, I'd, but, rather, I'd rather just save 900 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, no, but if you think about it, it's worth it if you go to a different city just to experience it, right? Yeah. And just, like, you become independent, you, you know, make your own lifestyle, you make your own choices. You essentially become a true adult, mm-hmm. right? You don't depend on anyone. You don't know anyone. It's starting life over. I think that's a good experience to have. And maybe you like, you'll like that lifestyle better than your childhood lifestyle. I and so. I think that's, like, a lot more worth it than uh, moving out right now. But, yeah. You think? Yeah. Interesting. So, so moving out in a different city is better than moving out in the same city. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, because each city is different, man. I think the people also make the city as well. Yeah, but dude, if you um, were to move out, most likely you could probably only afford a place where you ha- you'll have roommates. Essentially, you just become you're just entering into a family where everyone you're awkward with everyone because you don't know them. Fucking two by four cost in Vancouver, man. Yeah, half a million dollars for a fucking bro. $600,000 for a fucking one-bedroom condo in Metro Town. Yeah. How fucked is that, man? It's just it's normal, man. It's no, it's normal here, because, like, fuck, I was, I was looking at, because, funny, I'm actually thinking of, I was thinking about a place, and uh, I was looking at Edmonton, I was like, holy shit, this is, like, a quarter of the cost. It's $233,000. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also Edmonton. Dude, I was looking in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. One-bedroom apartment. Found one that's 30K, and it's a pretty decent Wait, $30,000? Yeah, like, holy what? shit, right? What? Like, I realized, you know, I could just, like, save up and just, like, yo, have my own place, and you know, rent that shit out, just, like, keep yo, buying, keep buying, and just, like, yo, Dude, this I is fucking real estate mogul. I could buy shit right now. Yeah. $30,000? Like, Bali, you're talking about Indonesia, like, Malaysia. Yeah, you're, you're, all of those Southeast Asia, man. You go to, like, Manila, you go to Jakarta, you go to Bali, you could probably find one bedroom for there, like, no joke. For thirty thousand. Thirty thousand to fifty. It's like yo, it's Holy crazy. Shit, yo, for a man who's living at home, man, yo, this this is like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, dude, lifestyle there is like, um, maybe if you were to just like rent, it's two hundred dollars per month. Or Airbnb that place. It's just Airbnb, exactly. Just like all you need to do is uh, buy a shit ton of apartment, and pretty much you're living for free and Airbnb everything out, and pretty much you know sustain your life that way. You don't need a fucking job. No, yeah, because it's just passive. It's just rental income at that point. Yeah, you become yourself, uh, you know, a real estate uh, asset manage- manager. So your boy's gonna buy a house pretty soon. It might be in Bali, Indonesia, or it might be in uh, the Philippines. We just we just don't know yet. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> Hopefully, um, you know, we've got some sponsors to do it. Uh, yeah, so if, that. You, if you guys wanna hit up, hit me up, man, uh, for some houses, uh, just uh, yeah, just let me know. Not an investment, you know. Advice or anything, yeah. but you know. Yeah, just if you guys want to talk about investment advice for Southeast Asia, just uh, let your boy know, man. I got, I, I can pay that shit in cash. <laughs> <laughs> I can pay that shit in cash, man. Yo. Huh? Yeah. Dude, are you thirty thousand? Yeah, no, I was just looking. Holy shit! Like, I, like, yo. Holy shit! Yeah, no, it's yeah. like, dude, I was um because I was thinking I had a lot of a lot of my friends also had like this distinction, uh, this like thinking of where. Mm-hmm. You know, you spend your life here, everything's expensive, you save up, great, you can't even buy a fucking house. Now, if you look at the other side of the world, you know, t- pretty much that whole world just developing right now, both regularly as well as the tech scene, and it's crazy. And now, it's a place, This it's pretty much like five to seven years behind us. And, you know, five to seven years ago, we would have been, okay, maybe not five to seven years ago, we might have not been able to buy a house still. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's a different like kind of lifestyle, and it's pretty nice too. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it depends where you go in Southeast Asia. There's there's a lot of good places that you yeah. can probably buy. 
I mean, we're we're in the future now. Yeah. Like honestly, it's there's a lot of opportunities everywhere. Dude, yeah. And everything is so like globalized nowadays. Or you can you can do some like people do overseas businesses all the time here, man. Yeah. I think you can. I think you have like, experiences in terms of cryptocurrency where there's a lot of business overseas. Anyways, it's. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of not even you. We don't even have to go to that complex. You know, we have um, a, a buddy of mine. He was a digital nomad, and pretty much like he lived in Bali. And all he did was um, he went to different uh, companies and and pretty much he became contract a contractor. So it's like they pay him a retainer, you know, a few thousand per month, and you know he's paying two hundred dollars in rent. What? So like, dude, he's living like a king. Two hundred dollars. For those who don't know, in Vancouver, it's like what fifteen hundred dollars for a decent place. Yeah. Nineteen hundred for a really good place. Yeah, you get like a bunch of these digital nomad. All they need is like a good computer and a bunch of, um, you know, a good running internet. There's actually even like dedicated uh, co-working space out there. And that's what he did. He pretty much just like, so he doesn't get lonely. He just rents out like a co-working desk, an extra couple hundred dollars. Pretty much um, he just constant, randomly contacts these like companies who's looking for uh, marketing help. And eventually he became like a contract the digital nomad for marketing that's funny man because i like, get so much cheaper to operate in o- overseas you know in, in southeast asia yet people still want to go to silicon valley to operate dude that shit is unlivable it's like it's so three expensive. grand for a one bedroom or even more now yeah it's like probably four like it's like probably four three thirty five hundred to four grand i heard stories of where it goes up to ten thousand dollars per month for rent oh yeah like are you joking like holy no, fuck! That's that's typical. It's it's weird because like hundred thousand dollars is yeah. like above poverty line. Yeah, you have to make that much. It's so uh, yeah, you can't live within the city itself. You gotta like take a, a few, you know train that like pretty much takes you an hour or more to get to work. Yeah, it's insane because like because you, you have uh, people who work for Google, Facebook, you know Instagram who make what three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So they can obviously outprice a lot of the people who don't have those jobs. I think it's also it's just. It's unlivable there, man. But yet people kind of still go and try to make that dream, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's an area where it's surrounded, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you're surrounded with big tech companies, you know, as well as um, you're surrounded by opportunity. I mean, there you, you could go up to any, like, angel investor and pretty much have a coffee shop. They'll listen to you, at least give you that one meeting and pretty much, you know, if they're like the classic elevator pitch, that yeah, classic, classic elevator. Yo, yo, I just caught you on the elevator, man. Let me, let me just pitch you my idea, man, real quick. It's just really good. It's a unicorn, bro. I guarantee it. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it's like shut guarantee. the fuck up. <laughs> it's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> they, they they hear thousands of that per year, man. Oh, dude, honestly, man, like I don't know how I would deal with it. If I was an, if I was an investor in, in the valley, and if I just heard that shit all day, I don't know what I would do with myself. <laughs> yeah, but. Dude, just like, uh, yeah, back to that. It's like there's so much things that you could do just like outside. Yeah. Like honestly. I, th- I think people just kind of, you know, they glamorize the Silicon Valley lifestyle. Yeah. I, I th- you think that's the case? Where a lot of aspiring tech entrepreneurs go to this place because they believe it's the hub of where everything is. Yeah. But the other part too is, um, you know, when we, when media talks about entrepreneurship and all that, it's all romanticized. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like yeah, I got my own business, but in reality, you're, they're working way more. Yeah, they're getting like they're pretty much getting fucked um, every single day. I yeah, mean, watch uh, Silicon Valley, uh, HBO. Dude, I mean, oh, I love, dude, bro, I love that show. Yeah, fucking season. Dude, that's more. like ninety percent true. I mean, like uh, you know, you you reach some sort of success, mm-hmm. something's there to fuck it up. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, do you remember that scene in uh, Silicon Valley where like uh, I forgot one of the guys, and he, I think he ended up 
dealing Adderall. This kid ended up giving this guy Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> then this guy comes in and he like beats the shit out of this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Tells him to give him five Adderall. That, that show was great. Yeah. It's, I think it was based on the, uh, what, the writer of The King of the Hill, Mike Judge or something? Yeah, Mike Judge. Yeah, it was based on Mike Judge's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, that, that show was great, man. Yeah, they just got their last season and it's the last episode. Oh, Ooh. fuck, eh? Yeah, definitely watched the last season. Yeah, fuck, man. I'm Funny enough, I actually don't even watch TV anymore. Yeah. So I can't keep up. I don't know anymore, man. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. It's, it's weird, man, because like, I think doing a whole bunch of shit... I, I, I don't have Netflix anymore. I kind of cut out a lot of the shit because it's almost unnecessary space in my mind. It's also harder for me to relate to people now. Because when people talk about The Mandalorian or when they talk about Disney+, Plus, yeah, it's like, I can't relate to this, man. Dude, all my coworkers, I pretty much like talk about the latest thing and like Netflix, talk about like what the upcoming shows. I, I don't know any of that. I know. It makes you feel so left out, man. Yeah. It's like, yo, have you listened to the Kanye album? I'm like, I would love to listen to some Kanye West album, but I'm listening to Kevin Hart's book. So it's like, yeah. It's the sacrifice, man. Like, I could. It is. I mean, your social life, especially when you're trying to hang out with, like, regular people, it's tough. It's, it's tough. No, it really is, man, because you, you don't know, like, what they're talking about. And you want to get involved, but you just, you, you obviously know time is super important, right? So you can either spend time binging a show or you can spend time working on a side project. Yeah. And it's I think it just comes with a sacrifice, man. For sure. But do you think a lot of entrepreneurs are also very lonely as well? Yeah, no, we're probably the loneliest type of people. Like, honestly, it becomes so unrelatable mm-hmm. unless you're talking with other entrepreneurs. And at that point, like, pretty much, you know, it's it's just the way of, the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you got 24 hours in a day. It depends on, you, on how you want to spend it. Majority of people, they want to spend it on pleasure and all that, and it becomes relatable to other people because that's what the majority does, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. I mean... Depends on where you want to go and depends where you want to be at. And at the end of the day, it's your life choice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with with just being a regular guy. You don't have to have a side ambition and all that. But um, the other, the other, on the other hand, too, it's like you kind of only you're young once, right? You don't have family right now. You got um, pretty much you have opportunity in which you could just like fail multiple yeah. times and just like learn from it and eventually become successful dude I, I think this is I think this is uh, why I'm doing this in the first place because like I started a bunch of shit but I was never really I, tr- I never truly cared about these things to be honest yeah yeah I, like when I started tech I didn't really care for it when I started your thing as well I didn't really care for it either yeah. Um, but even just doing this and just it's almost like a therapy session for me just to talk to someone about yeah it's, it's good to just like you know let it all I'm pretty much you know you got a bunch of people who probably are relating yeah. to, to what we're discussing right now. Exactly, because I mean, there's also, yeah, we're relating to a bunch of people right now, but there's a whole bunch of people that don't understand, like, wh- why don't you want to watch TV? Why don't you want to have Netflix? Yeah. I think it's just an answer of just lifestyle choice at that point, right? Lifestyle choice, time allocation, true. shit like that, man. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, but fuck, man, these so entrepreneurs are super lonely, man. Yeah. It's like, so so they get fucked all day. They work so many hours and they're lonely. They're trying to just trying to win and trying to pursue this dream. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy, man. Hey, man. The, hey, hey. Well, honestly, man, I think. But they they make you know they they make they create opportunities for other people. Yeah, of course. And at the end of the day, it's your life's your life choice. And you know you don't you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful. I mean, there's so many nowadays. There's so, so many different avenues. You could just like work your nine to five. Yeah. You know, invest in something and pretty much, um, you know, 
make your safe haven that way or, or you just like work on a personal gig yeah yeah or you just also you can climb the ladder if you're, if you're happy with it you can climb the ladder and you can make some really good money yeah yeah i mean the, that that's a common pathway that all that people take as well but i, I honestly man i think what i've learned from working in the, in the workplace is i don't fit in mm. i really don't like we had this um personality test to where we had to separate ourselves into in, in, in basically two sides of the room so one said be you know the very system oriented introverted work per, basically you know kind of system entry person and in the and then you have the middle then you have someone who's kind of ambitious outgoing and likes to be social obviously i was near the side where it was much so much more social much more outgoing the ambitious side yeah then on the other side I saw a majority of the other people in that class at the you know complaints complacency introverted system oriented type of type of side of the room right and just kind of made me realize like holy shit i don't think i belong here <laughs> it, it, you know it, it gave me that visualization i'm like wow dude you're in sales man though i know that's the thing that's what bothered me the most it was like holy shit holy fuck this this, this level of complacency this level of i'm just gonna put my head down and just do work the same work every single day just made me realize that i don't think this is for me anymore yeah yeah it's like maybe I mean, do your thing save up and you pretty much like you know run your your passion right yeah and this is my passion man like the amount of people i've talked through on this thing man and you just learn so much so much stuff yeah yeah like you just you talk about politics you talk about the nba you talk about i don't know if you want to mention this uh <laughs> pornography <laughs> Oh my! No, yeah, but all jokes aside, right? we we talk about different industries, social cues, and stuff like that. It's 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 it's, it's interesting. You learn it so much. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Anything else you want to you want to you want to spiel, man? We got we got a couple minutes, man. We got seven minutes. Okay, I mean, we talked about quite a lot today. It's just like um, talk about business. We talk about just like mindset. We talk about school. We talk about um, just like okay, lifestyle. And just talk about you know, friend, the people you hang out with, as well as you know what you want to do in your own, in in time. Yeah. Right? And you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, um, it de- depends on. I guess this really all co- co- um, this all fits in together in in terms of who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it, the reason why we're you know we 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 are what we are right now it's just like this is what we're passionate about and this is where we want to go in life for sure yeah and pretty much um in terms of mindset it's you know every every mindset is going to be different per person depends on you know the age depends on the environment depends on your ambition it also depends on who you hang around with man that's such a big thing yeah people don't the people don't under uh, people undermine is your relationship with other people yeah I mean, like, um, the ones that, you know, the people that I hang out with, again, it's just coworkers, you know, some friends catching up here and there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, like, for pleasure, it's the people who I ha- I share the same, you know, pers- uh, common hobbies with. In this case, you know, I like to watch a lot of UFC. Yeah. And pretty much, like, that's, you gotta watch UFC with the boys. 245, eh? Yeah, can't wait. All right, man, so who do you, who do you have your money on, man? So you think Kobe Cup, you think uh, Usman's gonna win? I mean... Just looking at the, I'm just like, yeah, I, from that's my gut feeling. You think you got, but dude, Kobe Covington's such a smart fighter, though, man. He is such a smart fighter. We'll have to see. Oh, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna give me that. You're gonna give me that. Yeah, we'll have to I'll give see. you that. Oh my god, but I, I think Amanda, I think Nunes is gonna win this one. Yeah, that's uh, that's not dude, a no-brainer. Such a dominant champion, man. Yo, when she came in and 
fucked up Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. She didn't actually have a good record uh, going into the UFC, yeah. but then eventually she she actually became like that un, unbeatable. She's, eventually. Yeah, like her fucking right hand, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, that right hand fucks up so many fighters. It's, it's scary what he can do with that. Because like, when, when, like coming in, man, she was just this hum, super humble girl, and like everyone, I think everyone booed her. Yeah. Yeah, against Rousey, but then she just. So you think about it, Rousey is like the biggest um what's the good word for her? Heel. Huh? Heel? Heel. Yeah. WWE biggest heel. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's more like um she has she has too, so much ego in you know in the beginning. Have you watched her Ultimate Fighter as a coach? No. Do okay. If you so if you look up clips of her as a, as a coach for the Ultimate Fighter, she was such a bitch. Like <laughs> Fuck. I mean, that's like part of what they do, right? Yeah, I, I guess you can argue that that's what you, that's how you sell a fight, but that she was actually genuinely a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Kobe, guys like Kobe Covington are like they're nice in real life. They just have this whole MAGA hat. Yeah, yeah. that's whole because they're gonna cut him, right? They're gonna cut that dude before like for a while. But now, he, since he has his personality, he can sell these fights. Yeah, like the more obviously the more revenue you make for the company, the more they want to keep you because that's the more value you're adding to them. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Kong McGregor of the world. Yeah, dude, that's some bullshit, man. Though. Like, yeah, because now trash talking is part of the sport now. Yeah, it's part. It's how you sell the fight. Like biz, like you got fucking guys like Bisbing who can just talk a storm. Yeah. You got we got McGregor who can shit talk people. Yep. Yeah, it's. I think it's a different sport, man. I think it's evolved. Yeah. Especially like women's women's MMA. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Still my, yeah, still my favorite uh, fighter is uh, Sang Whaley. You know, after oh, she oh, defeated uh, Jessica Andrade, that was like epic, man. Yeah. I expected that, and it's like no, no one expected that. No way, yeah, yeah. What were the odds for her winning? I think it was like, really low. Dude, you, no, I like I placed my bets on that, and it's like yo, it's like close to uh, three times. What? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Holy shit, you won three times. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I lost so much money in betting, and like pretty much like this came around, just like <laughs> gave me back all my money and more. <laughs> That's the thing, man. With the betting on the UFC fighters, like, you can kind of you can have a general idea of what who, of who's gonna win based on just stats in general. Yeah, yeah. But you think Kamar's gonna win, huh? Mm-hmm. You think Kamar Usman's gonna win? That's my gut feeling. I feel like Kobe Covington has really gone to Usman. I mean, it's, dude, it's like it's it's an even fight. I mean, they have exactly the same record. I know. Yeah. They said the same thing about Whitaker versus uh, versus Israel. Did Israel they- was undefeated. No, but no, but we're talking about the terms of who would win. It was like a 50-50 chance of who would it, win. It was. Like, I, I obviously bet, bet, bet it on Israel and that. Yeah. And pretty much, like... Um, Your boy, one of our friends, bet it on Whitaker, and he just wasn't happy. <laughs> he was not happy with that. Dude, the guy got style, and, you know, he, he's an amazing fighter. He's oh, yeah. one of my favorites, pretty mm-hmm. much, in, in the whole sport. Yeah. And the dude, it's like... The, if you look at the entrance itself, the, the guy is a showman, but he also um, actually fulfills his duty as a fighter not just like showing off but actually winning the fight and you know be, being that champion yeah yeah and actually putting like a good good fight i know man then there's guys who just run away or go uh, run like, away hug hug all oh, dude hugging yeah fucking wrestling i hate wrestling like dominate like wrestling dominated fighters it's boring it's boring dude. like like no offense to don't beat me up, Khabib. <laughs> no, no offense to Khabib, but his fights are boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the reason why you know, McGregor was pretty big and all that is because, you know, he, he was more of, um, 
of a hands-on kind of guy. He's like punching here and there, but like, and obviously he was entertaining, talking shit here and there. He fucking throwing water balls and shit. I mean, that stuff was just like over over the wall, but like it's yeah, no, he gets people's attention. Yeah, dude, he f- and he fucks people up. He he fucks he fucks Josie Aldo up so much, man. Yeah. He fucked him up like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he, yeah, he uses an inter- I think a lot yeah a lot of it is obviously entertaining like just being entertained by the fighter. Yeah. Or just being this boring asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. All right. I guess that's it, eh? Yeah, let's end it off there. Cool. Hey, thanks so much for uh, coming on, man. Yeah, thanks so much, Joe, for yeah. having me. You know what man? By the way, I'm going to... Any real estate agent, agents out there who's selling Southeast Asia, hit me up, man. Cash deals only. <laughs> Under the table. JK. <laughs> no. <laughs>